Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your your world. Um, I guess today I'm just really just going to just thank God for his grace and his mercy upon my life. And, you know, I've been... I've been reading a lot of the conversation on social media um, around some things going on, you know, in the U.S. um, around abortion rights and things like that. And even though I know I, I mean, I'm not even going to discuss anything. I know it's a very sensitive topic and, you know, I, I, I have my own personal views and all that. I think I just find it fascinating how the modern church or at least the yes let me just say the modern church is navigating the intersection of culture and politics in today's world i think the american example is quite stark and unique and i see pockets of it beginning to arise even in nigeria ourselves and you know many years ago i used to wonder whenever i would read about you know, the crusades, and even thinking about the things that so-called Christians have done, even, you know, in my own continent, you know, colonization, you know, a lot of things supported by people who claimed, you know, I mean, in Africa, we talk about how people came with the Bible and with the sword. And, you know, the, the point is you can justify anything with the scripture. You know what I'm saying? You can actually justify literally anything. So, what I see that is happening in our world of today is that I, I, I strongly really believe that, you know, I, I think this is a time where every Christian has to develop their own personal relationship with God. Because otherwise, I think congregations, a lot of people will be led astray because honestly, there's a lot that is being done that does, does not sit well, you know, and um, I I I wonder when I see Christians get very politically riled up over issues that really have nothing to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? It has nothing to do with the gospel. It has nothing to do with Christ. You know? And it's, it's a very thin line between faith and fundamental, fundamentalism, between doctrine and dogma. And the point at which you start trying to legislate righteousness in a way that even God does not, because God really doesn't force anybody to comply with his word, then there's something quite wrong. And I do understand that as Christians, we want to stand up for Christian values. But I would imagine that that is Christian values as it concerns us and not as it concerns people who do not believe what we do. I am really quite concerned about the way Christianity is being projected in a lot of parts of the world. And like I said, I see even in my country, we are beginning to make some of them, take some of the steps that I think have not really worked well. In fact, I must say this, and apologies to my <laughs> listeners in the US, if any of anybody comes to listen to this. As a black African, honestly, I find some of the some of the, I don't want to use the term that they're called, but I find some of 
the proponents of Christianity in that part of the world, I do find them quite scary. And I, I, I can't recognize Jesus in a lot of what is being said and done. I can't because, I mean, Jesus had a, I will say my bit and I will move on. You can, I mean, he had a, he was like, you know, he, he wasn't in the business of making people do what he wanted. He had his say and then, you know, he, he, he left it to you to make up your mind. And um, even Judas that was among him that he knew was going to betray him, he didn't cast him away, you know. And I think that is very much for me, you know, he 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 almost, I don't want to use the word, it wasn't quite, it, it almost felt like a live and let live type of thing, you know, because he believed so much in the truth of his word and he believed that, that word would prevail. He knew that the word is, you know, upholds all things. He know he knew that the word was in the beginning and that everything that we see and we think about will fade away. I honestly believe that and, and I think this is the thing about a lot of all these political culture conflicts. It's almost as if we are fighting for the kingdom of God to come on this earth. It's like we believe that this earth is where everything ends. There's just something really wrong with that theology and way of life and then get into these shouting matches with people who are not believers and then you are trying to beat them over the head with what you believe i that's i don't i don't get it i don't think that's christianity at all and then there are so many social problems that are unsolved do you understand they're homeless children they're victims of domestic violence they're poor people you're not getting riled up over that you're not worried about social security health care you know all the things that jesus was worried about but then it's you know it's Certain things that just rile you up. I I really I really believe honestly I I, I really believe in in, in I, I think I I really believe in the separation of the church and state simply because I think it is very subject to abuse. I think the church God never intended us to run a theocratic government or society. I do believe that there are certain laws that you know everybody i mean you, you don't kill don't steal that everybody will um um should ascribe to and you know these laws and, and you know i think that's right and we should always uphold that but i guess why this particular issue that i would not name is 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 sensitive is because people are arguing over you know when does life start and i i totally get that but i would like you to also love the lives that have already been born so in other words, the homeless people, the immigrants, the poor people, the black people, the minorities, the people, you know, love them as well. You know what I'm saying? And also get rid of things that kill people. I don't want to use the word, you know. So there's just so much contradiction and it's not just there. So I've come to the conclusion that there is something very dangerous about Christians getting involved in politics. I think we do better when we're in civic advocacy. I think we do better when we're the conscience of a nation. And I think that's the way that John the Baptist model seems to be where I think we 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 are best impactful as a body. When we start getting involved in politics, it gets murky. There is just something devilish that happens in that space. Because then you 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 are then using doctrine to define a natural system that is 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 not you know, I mean, I don't, I just, there's, I, I really, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It sets you up against others. And then it's, it's not really, and then it takes attention away from the gospel. Because at the end of the day, what Jesus Christ 
cares about is people receiving Christ. Not about whether they did this or they did that. Even the people that did not do it, if they have not received Christ, as far as Jesus is concerned, they are sinners. That's all God is concerned about. That is what the church, that's the only reason we are here for. We're not here to get into culture, cultural wars about this one, what you believe, you know, what you do with your body or your life. You know, when that's not why we are here. You know, well, it's, and, and there's so much energy going into these things. But I do know that not every, you know, it's just, and like I said, I see Nigeria, we're beginning to take some of those slippery slopes. We have an election here. We're beginning to see mainstream church, some aspects. Thank God there are some who are maintaining the the right stand from my perspective. But, you know, we're beginning to see th- some toe dipping, which I personally think is going to be disastrous for all who, you know, venture into it because you just cannot justify it in a multi-faith society like ours. And um, it's it's going to backfire seriously. That's my view. The church does well as the moral conscience of a nation, the spiritual salt and the spiritual light. The ones who shine the light on what is right to do, who stand up for what is right, particularly against injustice, not only against the unborn, but also against the living. So I I fully support standing up for injustices against the unborn. But please also replicate that for those that are living. Because those are the people that will be judged. Those are the people that Christ died for. Those are the people that will answer to the Lord one day. For what they have done on this earth. So when the devil, and this is where the devil is very crafty. Because he gets people to dedicate their whole lives. To protecting the lives of the unborn. While at the same time completely nonchalant about those same lives once they come out of their mother's womb. It's the most devilish thing for me. So I would like to see that love exactly in quotes. If it is love, I want to see that passion as well for the lives of everybody, spiritual and body that comes out of their mother's womb. That is when I would know that it is the love of God driving you. When I do not see that, and rather I'm seeing, you know, um, a selective attitude towards taxes, towards people from certain parts of the world, people who speak in a certain way, who look in a certain way, who, you know, I see all of that. Then I know that it is not Christ, nor the gospel, nor the love of God that is driving you. It is something else. You yourself may not know. I myself may not know. And in as much as, I mean, I live in a multi-faith society. In my country, we've had more leaders who believe something different from what I believe. We've also seen them do a lot of things that are really heinous. We've seen them create space for really horrendous kinds of people to wreak havoc havoc on all sorts of people. Or people, you know, it's very, very, um, how would I say, disheartening to watch, to witness. But it still doesn't make me want to to still doesn't make me believe that it would be better if I had somebody who professes Christ in that place. Because I've seen that Christians who are unable to live with courage, with with value and all of that, will be subject to the same the same systems that corrupt, that defile. I have not seen any Christian perform differently when they have power in their hands. I have seen even what power has done, even to Christians 
who are within the Christian community. How then do I think I will expect you to do something, you know, to now be this, um, how would I say, you know, um, epitome of righteousness simply because you got real raw power. Sorry, I, 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 I don't see that. But what I believe that we can do as Christians, whether we are captives in Babylon, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Daniel were, is to stand up against the gods of Babylon, to speak the truth, to model Christ in every place that we find ourselves. I'm not saying don't take political office, but when you take it, be fair. Be fair to everybody, be fair, you know, follow the principles of equity, him and justice and don't you know just do unto others as you want them to do unto you if what you're doing to others if you would not like it if another um, faith leader came and imposed that upon you then don't do it to someone else as well so so the the, the laws of christ which is fundamentally to love the lord thy god with all your heart and all your mind and then secondly to love thy neighbor as thyself those are the two things that i see missing in the way we practice this, our political Christianity. Because we treat people who don't believe what we believe as enemies. I don't see Jesus doing that. I don't see any of the apostles doing that anywhere on their missionary journey. And we're just alienating so many people from Christ. The only thing that gives me comfort is that I know that Jesus has said that he will build his church. And that the gates of hell will not prevail. So I know that even in spite of all of this distraction, and honestly, I seriously doubt the Christianity of a lot of people who are involved in some of these things, because I think if there's really the compassion of God in you, there's a point at which you begin to listen, even when you don't want to. There's a point at which you feel, okay, you know what? Yes, this is what I would like to be. But since there's so much of, you know, opposition against this, let's just let this go. God, you know, you know, these are my beliefs and I would not go down on them, but then I'm not going to impose my beliefs on other people because where in scripture do you see god saying that we are only told to hold people to certain codes of action when they are within our congregation there is nowhere in new testament when it says you force people to obey the word of god that is wrong it is wrong and again like i said it is fine even if in fact it's not actually fine but even if you say this is you are protecting people who do not have a voice. I get that. Then please show that same compassion for them when they are born. And then think about how you would protect them after they are born as well. I, I you know, for me, I'm just, I, what is missing in all of these conversations and what I also see happening in my country is love. The only thing I can see that is foremost is dogma, doctrine, and defending a lifestyle that is, is what I believe. And I don't, it's not, that's not Christ-like. This, that's the same spirit that led to the crusades, the killings of, you know, the Spanish Inquisition, all those historical things. I'm not sure if that the Spanish um, Inquisition was part of that, but I sort of think so, but I'm not too sure. Correct my history if I may be wrong there. But definitely colonialism, all of those things, there was just a lot, a lot, a lot of evil things have been done yeah, by people claiming to be acting in the name of Christ. We all need to be really, really careful. We need to be careful about this. And I don't think this is not gospel-centered Christianity. It's not Christ-centered Christianity. I am coming to the belief, I haven't landed there fully, but I'm really coming to the belief that Christianity and politics is not a good mix. Not for the church, or the church and politics. Let me say, you can be a Christian, so individually, 
it's fine for us to go into politics if we can maintain our values and express the love of god and christ through that that's perfect that's wonderful but i think the church as an institution does better when they are the conscience of a nation when they are when they do um, engage in social welfare civic advocacy advocacy transparency governance and the model ethics love the love of christ and the love of god i think that's when we're at our finest in essence when we do what the word of god says christ and all of them they didn't try to over and that was the entire thing jesus didn't try to overthrow you know roman rule he didn't do that but he was building the kingdom of god which is a spiritual vocation it's not physical it's not walking through the laws of the land anyways i i know this is something that you know even i i can't say i'm not an expert on it but i my my i i, I can see certain things i'm just no 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 this is not this is there's something wrong with this picture so even though i may not be an expert on the details and i do not claim to be and i don't have to be but i i have a healthy sense of discomfort that makes me even as a christian sh- shrink away from a lot of what i'm saying not just in in the u.s but in countries like mine and it's not to say that there's certain laws that have come out in some of those countries that are quite you know personally revolting but the point is this will happen no matter what country you are in on the planet it's happened in jesus's time as well it happened in daniel's time as well but then what it means that you will not comply with those laws if they're against your faith and you will speak against them making such laws apply to everyone but it doesn't mean you then force your own beliefs because in the same way, once you set that precedent, another if another person comes in another faith, you have no choice if they now come and force that very, very, you know, offensive, faith offensive law down your throat as well. Or someone who's an atheist then takes it that way. I, I don't know. There's just I know it's one of these sort of gray area things, where does my right end? But I, I just feel as Christians, this is not what God called us to do. It's not. And I don't see scriptural reference for this. I just don't see it. But anyways, I think what I'm taking from all of this is that I'm just feeling now that every Christian now, I think as we go more and more into the last days and as, you know, the world just grows and develops, I think we have to really get our own theology really right and read the Bible for ourselves. Read from the book of Matthew to Revelation and ask the Holy Spirit to really show us how to really navigate the complexity of the modern world because honestly i don't think we can i, I personally i don't think i'm good I'm, I, I don't think i can i will not be relying on others let me put it that way to to tell me what's right or wrong because i can clearly see that it people who a lot of people who are supposed to know better are really not they do not know better or they are doing something that makes you feel that they do not know better. The gospel is the center of the reason for being for the church. Christ is the center. And our work and our focus and our attention should never stray away from that, regardless of the temptation. And it's, I guess it's, I know it's complex. There is no, it's not easy, but I believe that the Holy Spirit can guide us. And I think even as individuals navigate complexity, I think the church as a whole also will need the wisdom and the grace of God to navigate that complexity. But generally, the evidence seems to suggest that the mix of the church and politics as an institution is a is a very is a is, is a deadly mix. 
and like i said civic advocacy you can be involved in in, go in governance you can be involved in holding powers accountable but i believe that the, everything seems to suggest that the church as an institution shouldn't try to influence control or use politics as a way of influencing people god that is relying on the powers of nature and of society to do what the holy spirit the gospel and christ are supposed to do and in effect we are leaning on the powers and the abilities and the structures that are already corrupted by babylon to do what we think god wants us to do it is it, it is a trap it can never end well so i'll just leave it at that at this point so i'll just leave it at that at this point and honestly i didn't intend to um talk about this but i just felt i've been following a lot of the news and i just and it, like i said anyways i'll just leave it at that um uh, i do apologize if I, I hope i haven't offended anyone but these are just the thoughts of my heart and you know on this podcast we do try to keep it real um and if you have any thoughts you'd like to share with me please find a way to just you can check the details on the description please share with me i'll be it'll be lovely to hear from some of you um thank you so much for listening god bless you and may god help us all to find our way and navigate the complexity of the modern world and still stand up for the gospel and for christ um, regardless of what may come our way um, in jesus name amen